Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. time with you this morning and just let those of you who follow the ministry uh, know where we have been, what we're doing, and I wanted to just uh, bring some clarification to some upcoming events and how you can follow us now on AM, FM, radio, on the internet. Uh, So I want to get into some of that information, but first of all, just good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. By now, you have heard the news. I'm sure that the Mar-a-Lago Uh, resort in Palm Beach, Florida, has been raided by the FBI. You've heard that probably on every outlet of news. Uh, And what does that actually mean, that the Mar-a-Lago resort has been raided? Well, as you know, that is what belongs to Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States of America, the 45th, and the um, Merrick Garland um, has released and has allowed this to happen where the Federal Bureau of Investigation, there's some other names that could be used for the FBI. I don't want to get into that right now, but here is a fact. Um, While the president was in New York at Trump Towers, the FBI, nearly 100 FBI agents went into Mar-a-Lago and took possession of over 15 boxes of information, whatever they're going to do with that information, And uh, they went into the president's safe, his vault, whatever that was. I'm sure you have one in your house, whether it be a shoebox or under the mattress. 
Um, and so there was an invasion, and it's unprecedented, meaning it's never happened like this before, to a president, to a former president of the United States of America. And one begins to ask all the questions, why? What is happening? And then you get a leftist perspective, and you get a right perspective. And uh, once again, you have Trump supporters showing up. Um, ready to, you know, defend and stand by their presidents and who they believe was um, cheated out of the election. You have to understand that there are a lot of people in this country that do not believe that the election was valid. They believe that Joe Biden, who hung out in a basement, allowed his handlers uh, to handle the entire election process uh, and all those different connections from Kamala Harris to Barack Obama to Hillary Clinton to George Soros. Uh, there's a network of individuals that have uh, learned how to pull the strings very well, and their puppet is Joe Biden, one of the most corrupt presidents in the, in the history of our nation as far as what we understand. Okay, this is all the information that has come out to the world. Okay, I'm not just making things up. This is what is being reported around the world. So what you and I do with that information, if anything, I mean, I know a lot of people have bailed out on you know, American politics and what's going on in the world. And, you know, the idea is to turn the noise off and just go and live your life. And I think there's a lot of wisdom to that, but there's another side of the coin. There's two sides to every coin. Uh, the necessity of not burying our heads in the proverbial sand when Jesus said uh, we should have known the signs of the times. And so one of the things we do as Christian men and women is we seek to understand what is going on in our world and uh, then look at those events through the Bible or what we call the biblical lens at the signs of the times and gain a spiritual interpretation. The word of God is rich. The Bible has such clarity. When you look at the world through the Bible, the clarity is unbelievably awesome. I mean, it's just so clear, crystal clear of what time it is and what, what's happening and that's why when a lot of people sit back and they say, well, you know, all this is going on and things are going to get better in the future, but not so when you look through a biblical lens. When you look through the Bible, through the scriptures, you come to a very clear understanding, a very sound belief that no, what is happening in the world right now has been written in scripture. And if we're understanding it properly, we're just simply seeing that what has been done, what is being done it's just lining up with God's word. So I want to share this with you real quick, give you an idea of what, what I'm talking about, okay? I was reading this morning out of Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and I'd like to share this with you, and it will tie in to what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes today. So in Luke chapter 2, we read this incredible story. You ready for this? It says in verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. Now, you got to know who Caesar Augustus is, right? Caesar was, one, it was, the, was the Roman god, if you will. He was the world ruler. He was the leader of the free world of Rome. This was the Caesar of Rome. This is Augustus. And what did he do? He, he, he sent out a decree, this one world ruler in a one world government, Rome at that time, and he sent out a decree that all the world <clears throat> should be taxed. 
So all the world, not just the Roman world, obviously, if it was just the Roman world, it would have nothing to do with Joseph and Mary, right? So Rome is ruling the world as a one-world government. They are the principality. They are the power. And Caesar is the man of sin, if you will. He's the Caesar of the world. And so we have the thunder and lightning storm going on. It's so awesome right now. Very powerful. I think God's speaking. So there's this one-world government with a one-world leader who is now commanding that all the world be taxed. So this is a global uh, legislative decree. So what happens here? You would think, my God, the one world government, the one world ruler, a one world decree, everybody has to get taxed, right? Um, That they're really in a lot of power. But listen to what happens. It says in verse two, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. There's a little parentheses there. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. All right. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Now, it's very interesting. When you're in Nazareth, I've been to Israel, and if you know anything about the, uh, the, the map of Israel, Nazareth and Galilee is up, so it should say they went down under the city of David, right? Or they went down, uh, how does it read here? And Joseph went up from Galilee, and he went down from Galilee, um, out of the city of Nazareth. So we, you, you study that and you get come up with a, you know, a, a real enlightening bit of information, but I want to get into that right now. So here we have Joseph responding to the global decree. He's got to go to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. This is Joseph, right? To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So Mary is very pregnant. It's not Joseph's son in that womb. It is the son of God in her womb. So we have the espoused wife being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Now, the the idea that I want to communicate right now with our listeners is, number one, that even though there was a one world government, even though there was a one world ruler, even though there was a global decree, It was all lining up with the word of God. Jesus has to be born in Bethlehem in order for the prophet's words of the Old Testament to be fulfilled. And you go back in time and you read Micah, the prophet, and you read other scriptures and Isaiah. And the idea here is that the word of God has decreed a higher governmental power, a higher authority, that the Son of God would be born in Bethlehem, meaning the house of bread, and he is the bread of life. We know that. He's the bread that came down out of heaven. So in order for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled, God uses the mouth of Augustus Caesar, the one-world governor, to make a decree. So he's literally forcing God's purposes into fruition. 
which I find to be absolutely amazing. I don't believe that Augustus Caesar was sitting down going, okay, I got to call for a world taxation because the word of God has to be fulfilled. Not at all. I believe this shows the awesome demonstrable power of the almighty God that even the Caesars of the world are subject to his will. And, and what, why we read that is that <clears throat> it gives you and I, the followers of Christ, the followers of God, the children of God, a very pure understanding that whatever is going on in this world is ultimately going to be towards the eternal purpose of God. I believe that this scripture in the book of Luke is a foreshadowing because we stand on one principle. And what is it? End is revealed from the beginning. So in the beginning of the church age, when, it, when the time came for the Son of God to come into this world, we see what the environment was, a one-world government, a one-world leader. Well, what's going to happen in the end times? There's going to be a one-world government. There's going to be a one-world leader. And even though this one-world government and this one-world leader is opposed to the purposes of God, just like the pantheon of gods in Rome, they are still going to serve the purposes of God. There's no doubt about that. That's exactly what we're reading right now. So the saints of God should take heart and take comfort in the reality that whatever happens in this world in the last days, if you're in the eternal purpose of God, if you're a Joseph, if you're a Mary, if you're carrying the cargo of Christ, if, if you're involved in what God is doing, all things are going to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things are working after the counsel of his own will. In other words, even though the world is going to get dark, and right now you have the left calling for the IRS to become very powerful. They're trying to beef up the IRS principality. I personally believe the IRS will be one of those agencies in the end times under the guise of a one world government who will be the tax collectors of that system where you cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast. I believe the IRS is going to be employed or something like the IRS in a global manner. Now, why the left is desiring the IRS to be really beefed up, some people are saying it's because they're going to go after all the Republicans. They're going to go after all the sheeple that follow Donald Trump, just like what they're doing to Donald Trump right now. So uh, time will tell. We will see what it's all about. But I want you to know, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the purpose of God, the closer you are to the heart of the Father, that regardless of what goes on in the world, and again, there was a one-world government, a one-world leader, there was a global law employed, you and I are going to be moved by the Spirit of God to fulfill the purposes of God and understand that God is really in control. He really does trump the governments of the world. The nations, according to the prophet Isaiah, are but a drop in the bucket. So I wanted you to be encouraged with that. I want to go on just a little bit further uh, with Mary. Um, well, maybe not. I think I probably said enough for this part of the scriptures um, <clears throat> for what I want to get into, because I'm only going to be here for a few minutes. I, I wanted to share with you that we have made a major shift in our ministry and what it is, it's, it's not uncommon or unusual. It's just a shift. 
Uh, for seven years, I was on a radio station in Northwest Arkansas because I believe that God has called and ordained Northwest Arkansas to be a refuge. And this refuge has been riddled with uh, environmental pollution. And what I'm speaking of is the LGBTQ community getting a stronghold, a foothold in this uh, Northwest Arkansas. Um, there are other things that have come in and encroached upon this Northwest Arkansas, uh, such as, you know, when I got here, there were no liquor stores. Now there's liquor stores. There's cannabis. There's dispensaries for selling marijuana. There's crime is rising. I mean, uh, it, is, it is growing exponentially right now in Northwest Arkansas, but I believe that Northwest Arkansas belongs to the people of God. I believe that because of Corey Temboon. I believe that because of one witness, one testimony after another. And so I, I feel like there was a, an assignment given to me to go back into uh, a, a local radio station that covers three states, Kansas, Omaha, oh, uh, Omaha, uh, Oklahoma, and also parts of Missouri and uh, Arkansas. So really it covers four states, and, but it's predominant for this region. And the assignment I felt called to go into was to tell the people of God in Northwest Arkansas to get their house clean, to rid this ark of God, to rid this refuge of God, to rid this Goshen of God of the environmental pollutions of the LGBTQ community. They have no right to be in God's ark. They have no right to be in God's house. They have no right to be in God's refuge. They have no right to be in God's Goshen. When the children of Israel were in Goshen while Egypt was being destroyed, the Egyptian uh, culture was not in that environment. It was an environment of God. So the many people in Northwest Arkansas need to, st need to stop allowing the tail to wag the dog. Okay, that means you don't let the minority control the majority. So we're, my assignment on this local radio station, uh, and, and, and to all believers everywhere, wherever the arcs are, whether, wherever there's a refuge, is you've got to be proactive in getting your environment clean. It begins with prayer. It begins with intercession. We're not trying to save America. We're trying to get the ark of God, community of believers, into a position where the righteous judgment of God would not fall upon it because they've been lazy and allowed uh, the evil things to take root in that area. So I am going back, and I started last week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday with an olive branch of peace, and on Sunday we were on the air as well. That, that get, became a little bit more intense. But the idea is to get this place in order. And to wake up a lazy, sleepy church that has been silent about all these things that came in. You see, it is on the church's watch in the last number of years that all this evil came in. You see, in northwest Arkansas, five years ago, seven years ago, it was illegal to have cannabis dispensaries. It was illegal to wave or fly a rainbow color flag in the square. It was illegal to have marijuana dispensaries. 
or liquor stores and a lot of other stuff. In other words, it was a much more moral environment. It was a cleaner environment compared to California, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. It was like Andy Griffith. You were literally looking for Andy Griffith, Barney Fife, and Opie and Miss B, right? This is how this place actually was. I used to say it on radio all the time. This is amazing. I can't believe there are environments like this. And yet, while there are many churches in the Bible Belt, the churches allowed legislation to be passed to open the door to all these ills and evils that would draw the righteous judgment of God, because God is not a respecter of persons. So my going on to the AMFM radio station again in my assignment is to do everything in, by the power of God to call the church to action and to tear down these laws, to get rid of the marijuana dispensaries, to get rid of the liquor stores, to get rid of the LGBTQ community rainbow color flags from dominating the region. And people say, well, that's overly religious. And yet, in my heart, it's not religious at all. It's about a relationship with God and knowing the scriptures that when God brings a Goshen, the people of God should keep it clean. So the idea is to raise up within this region uh, people that will govern without being bribed. People will govern without taking a bribe. People will govern that will be unmovable and will say, we love you, you who practice the lifestyle. We love you. We hate your sin, but we certainly can't legislate it into our society. Um, Alcohol, another issue. Gambling uh, has been resisted to a degree. It has not yet come into Northwest Arkansas, but it is in the state of Arkansas. But you know, the devil, he likes to push everything. He likes, if you give him an inch, he'll take a yard, right? He'll take a mile. Uh, take as much ground as he possibly can. And that's really a bad deal when the majority of the people are more moral Christians that don't want these things, and yet they act like there's nothing they can do. And I say to the Christian community that if you act like there's nothing you can do, you're in trouble because that which was determined to be an ark and a refuge uh, is going to have a lot of trouble. I mean, tornadoes will start hitting the region. Um, You know, freak weather, horrible crime. Uh, really bad stuff will start happening, um, and God needs to clean it up. And so we're calling to the church, all the different churches in Northwest Arkansas, to stand up to root out the environmental pollutions and the corruption and to just bring a more moral uh, condition to the natural state. We want the unnatural environment to come back to its natural condition. And, you know, um, Arkansas is literally called the natural state. So we don't want the unnatural pollution of LGBTQ community flags flying around. We don't want the unnatural abortion issue in our area. We don't want the unnatural uh, marijuana dispensaries getting everybody high. And we don't want the unnatural alcoholic shops where people are dying by, I don't know the last numbers, how many people were killed by alcohol. But we, and the young kids that are committing suicide and doing stupid, and people say, oh, come on, you're being overly religious. And again, I'm saying, no, we're not being overly religious. We're really uh, not standing as strong as we need to stand as a Christian community in these areas. And so the call of God is for the church to take the dominion back, stand up, get the area cleaned up, and then represent the nation. 
or at least represent the state of Arkansas so it would be a natural state and lead the nation and maybe draw some nation, uh, states back to the moral conditions that we had prior to this generation. And that's what people forget all the time. They forget that we were a moral country, a much more moral country, before our generation. 200 years of morality, abortion outlawed, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ community outlawed. You went to prison for these acts. Um, so we don't, you know, even in the, out of Hollywood, the, the movies that were projected, you know, Gone with the Wind again, prior to our generation, it was aghast to hear the word damn on television. There was an outrage and shock without the nation when they heard Gone with the Wind, frankly, Scarlet, you know. And so <clears throat> bringing it back, why do people feel like that's so impossible, that's so narcissistic, that's so religious, that's so, um, you know, uh, egregious, that's so bigoted, that's so unprogressive, that's bringing us back into the antiquated? Well, in reality, when we upheld moral laws, and we promoted moral society and protected the psyche of our nation and our nation's most innocent minds, um, we prospered the most. We, we prospered the most. That's just a pure fact. So <clears throat> that's, what, um, that's what we're thinking. So what I'm doing or what I began to do last week and what I'll do today is if you want to mark this down on your calendar, if you're interested, uh, you can go online to KURM.net. Let me just bring that up on the screen right now. KURM.net. And uh, there it is. So www.kurm.net. And so this is obviously Central Standard Time. So if you live in California, this would be at 9.30 a.m. So on Pacific Coast, 9.30 a.m. If you're in Colorado, you're in Mountain Time, it would be 10.30 a.m. If you are in Central Standard Time, 11.30 a.m., and if you are on the East Coast, it would be 12.30 a.m. So Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 11.30 Central Standard Time, anybody could go to their internet to kerm.net and join us for a 30-minute broadcast. Um, the assignment is very important to the local community, and that's why last week um, I, I did not want to exhaust myself of coming on the air for an hour, an hour and a half, getting down the road and jumping back on again, and then going to Bible study Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then Saturday and Sunday preaching the Word of God from behind the pulpit at church. So it was just, it was becoming a lot. So I, I'm trying to make a decision of how I want to handle this, and I'm really praying how to handle it, because I have a lot of friends that are tuned into our internet radio station, um, and I want our friends to stay connected. So again, kerm.net, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then on Sunday, if anybody is not going to church on Sunday, you could tune in at 11.20, just 10 minutes earlier. Probably 11.15 is the safest place to be. So on Sunday, you go to kerm.net, and you, at 11.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. So again, in California, 9.15, Mountain Time, 10.15, East Coast, 
12.15 p.m. So 11.15 on Sunday, we have a 45-minute broadcast. And I bring Pastor Ken and Pastor Michael onto the broadcast. And Sunday, those guys did an amazing job. Uh, We really cried out to the nation and to the church. But we do realize that a lot of Christians in the area are already going to church. But there's a church in the wilderness uh, that has abandoned the organized religious system a long time ago. So Sunday, 11.15 a.m. Central Standard Time, again on Kerm.net. Another reason why I wanted to come on the airwaves today was to remind you that we are going to be celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles from October 9th to October 16th. Um, At this moment, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, Pastor Ken Maddox, Pastor Melissa Fletcher and husband Chad, who's also an awesome speaker for the Word of God. Um, Hopefully, Brian and Kathy Gray and Daniel Seckham will be our guest speakers at the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, uh, we've got, where are we today? On the August 9th. Today is August 9th. So we have the rest of August, which is about, what, 22 days, perhaps? So we have the 22 days left in August. Then we have all of September, okay? The fall feast will begin, I believe, September 25th in the Feast of Trumpets, which would be uh, Rosh Hashanah. We'll get into all that on another day. But uh, the Feast of Tabernacles will actually begin on October 9th, October 9th, and we will be hosting it in Northwest Arkansas, from the 9th until the 16th. And I want to keep you uh, reminded, I want to keep you refreshed on this. What you should have been doing already, for those of you that are going to come to the Feast of Tabernacles, which is going to be an incredible experience for whoever comes. It's not an outward religious situation as much as an intrinsic celebration of what the Spirit of the Lord has done, is doing, and is going to do. So uh, October 9th through the 16th. You should have already taken those days off. You should be making plans on how you're going to get into Northwest Arkansas, getting a hotel far in advance of showing up, or making arrangements to come to the Ark in Northwest Arkansas and either having a tent or a camper or whatever uh, you wanted to come and be in. Uh, we, we keep our, our, our Ark area very clean, very orderly, and very neat. But uh, it is a time of celebration, so 50 people showed up with tents. We have room for them uh, to show up on the ark with their tents uh, in a very orderly fashion. Uh, we'll, we'll be having lunches every day. The feast begins Sunday night, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the ark at lunch after our morning meeting, uh, there'll be a meal provided, and it's usually an extraordinary, very healthy uh, meal of all kinds of great stuff. And then time to celebrate and enjoy fellowship. And then, of course, we break. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the following, uh, we'll be meeting at the church again in Bella Vista, where we'll have all of the guest speakers. So we have speakers coming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the Ark. Then we have speakers from Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Uh, So there's a lot. And there should be a very special download of uh, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. 
And we always believe that there is um, a strategic move of God for people that are wanting to know what saith the Spirit of the Lord for the days that lie ahead. And it's an equipping time for spiritual growth, um, and, and, and people always get filled up. It's just the way it is. And then uh, with, with the spiritual uh, encouragement, with the Word of God, uh, the enlightenment, and the special times of just communicating, people will be more prepared when they go back to face whatever's going to hit this country and whatever's going to hit the earth. So I just you know it's also a preparation for the bride and the bridegroom. It's a preparation for the time that we go out to meet the Lord. Uh, if this is all rehearsal. All of these Feast of Tabernacles are rehearsals that are pointing to a future fulfillment. And uh, you will learn a lot from a Hebraic perspective, but also from, more importantly, a spiritual perspective. And so we are inviting everybody to come and partake of the Feast of Tabernacles. We will be inviting pastors throughout the northwest region of Arkansas. We want to invite churches, congregations. Uh, the ultimate purpose is for there's only one church. And for people to transcend their denominational differences and rally around the cross is always a very phenomenal thing. Uh, but it's a very difficult thing because of the times that we're living in. So let me just lay it out uh, real simple one more time. Um, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1130 Central Standard Time, a.m., you could join us on Curb.net and listen to the broadcast and follow what we're doing. On Sundays, you could join us on Curb.net and you could follow us at 1115 a.m. on Sunday. If you're local to the area, Curb Radio is on 790 a.m., and 100.3 FM. So if you're in Oklahoma, if you are in, uh, in areas of Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, um, you can go to 790 AM. And then on Sunday, uh, it's only on the AM, 790 AM, but Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, it's also FM, 100.3 FM. We had a little glitch last week. I spoke to the Colonel about that. And uh, that has been resolved. We will now be broadcasting from 1130 to 12 o'clock on 790 AM and 100.3 FM uh, on those radio dials. So uh, that's what we're doing. That's, that's kind of why I wasn't on the air. Um, and I'm trying to understand what we're supposed to do with the Internet radio station. I have some ideas, but, you know, a good idea is not always a God idea. And so... We're just waiting. Now, when I'm done here today, I will be uh, going to the radio station, and I'll be broadcasting and bringing the message uh, to Arkansas. And I only have 30 minutes to do that. But the concentration of those 30 minutes are very, very important, especially in light of what's going on in our world today. Again, there's a lot of eerie, weird stuff going on in our country, in our world, and when we see it through a biblical perspective, we gain an understanding of what we need to be doing to prepare for what is coming down the pike. So, again, this was the most important things I wanted to share with you today. Uh, I do want to ask you a question before I leave. I've got about 25 minutes, and I do want to ask you a question. Um, and, and to our listeners, and let me put the number out there where you could call in um, for uh, to, you know, to talk on the radio broadcast. There's the number. 
Uh, anybody listening, you could dial in at 818-369-0326, press 1. So before I ask you the question and, and, and ask for your understanding, because you're Christians, right? You and I together corporately possess the mind of Christ. And rather than just one man's mind, we have the corporate mind of Christ. So Feast of Tabernacles, when is it? October 9th through October 16th. You need to start right now getting those days off, making your plans to come into the region, hotels everywhere. The ark is available. You need to start making your plans to come in. Make your plans to come in. Um, October 9th through the 16th, you're going to come, you're going to settle in, and you're going to be fed. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be edified. Speakers that will be coming will be ordained and anointed men and women of God to bring the word of God to the body to get the body of Christ prepared for whatever comes in the days ahead. But it's also going to be a fruitful time of fellowship, meeting people from different parts of the country. And, uh, you know, when you come, I, I know sometimes we have a tendency to get on our own, but the whole idea of the feast is the ingathering. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. We are the Tabernacles of God. And the Feast of Tabernacles speaks of a day when God will fully house his tabernacle. Um, so you want to come with a mind of partaking, uh, sharing, receiving, giving, um, you know, just be being a part of, not isolated, not on an island, not one foot in, one foot out. Uh, really, the whole feast is designed for the body to come together and fellowship and have an incredible time. And uh, I believe we're going to do it. This is our 32nd year of hosting the Feast of Tabernacles. 32 years. Started with my pastor and we picked up the mantle. 32 years. Our fellowship, wherever we've been, has hosted the Feast of Tabernacles. I think once or twice uh, we, we, we did not do it for a reason. But uh, this is the 32nd year. We want you to come. We want you to be blessed. We want you to be uh, just knowing that God has invited you to his feast. These are not our feast. We are just serving. We are hosting. This is, the God, this is the Lord's feast. So come and honor him and see what happens in your life. See what happens. I'm sure there will be a great blessing. And then, of course, um, with that being said, um, I want to ask you a question. What happened last night? What happened yesterday? Why do you believe the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, the home of President Donald J. Trump? Why do you believe this happened? What view are you taking? What do you actually see happening? I could tell you my view, but what do you see by the Spirit? What we see naturally is that 100 FBI agents went to Palm Beach, Florida, and raided, uh, raided the facility of Donald J. Trump. They took 15 boxes of paperwork, whatever that was. They went into his safe. They went into his home on Mar-a-Lago. That's what we see in the natural. What did you just witness in the spirit? What do your spiritual eyes see? What do your spiritual ears hear? 
What does your heart understand by the Spirit of God? What are you watching? What are you watching? Is it a uh, uh, kind of a uh, Gestapo Nazi um, lookalike? Are these the Nazis going into the particular party that they don't like? What are we watching? What are we witnessing? Is it just that Donald Trump is going to be exposed because he's a bad guy, as though he's worse than Biden, Biden's son, Hunter, who have broken more laws and committed more crimes? Is it worse than Hillary Clinton? Are they going to find something on Donald Trump that's worse than Hillary Clinton Clinton scrubbing 32,000 emails uh, on a governmental server? What are we looking at? Is it just pure hypocrisy? Is it a fear tactic? The number to call is 818-369-0326. Uh, if, you, if you have anything you would like to share, any enlightenment, we would love to hear from you. And while we're waiting for some calls, remember you have to press 1 on the dial pad, by the way. So you want to call to the broadcast, 818-369-0326. Uh, let me say hello to some of our friends in the chat room. And if there are no comments, oh, I've got one coming in right now. It's going to be awesome. Um, well, why don't we do that first? Let's take our call since we've asked that to come in. I'm going to refer to area code 309. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Vincent. How are you today, sir? Well, I'm doing very good, Brother Jim. How are you? Oh, I'm watching the news and getting anxious out here. <laughs> what do you see happening, Jim? What is the spiritual view? What is the interpretation? What are we looking at today? Well, if you're looking at Trump, um, Trump did a pretty miraculous thing in the last uh, few months. He's brought on 70 of his candidates into the election cycle, and I think this is putting a lot of pressure on the Democrats because he's so popular. And I actually think this will do him some good, um, even though this has caused a lot of carnage. And I believe it will um, sort of bring the party together, but it also brought a lot of uh, publicity to Trump. Um, I think people do believe that this is an overreach of government, and it is a fascist, Nazi-type movement that has never happened in history. Even Nixon or any of these other presidents have never had their properties um, basically seized. Um, he had been cooperating with them, and so why did they do it when he was away? And why did they do it at a time when they have an election cycle coming up? Because he's a threat. He's the biggest threat to them. Um, he's been trying to drain the swamp forever, and so they have to do everything they can to eliminate him, to bring bad light onto him, and to make him look like he's a villain when the other side is doing, and this is that thing where everything's backwards. The other side's actually doing this, but they're blaming the right or the Republicans for the, what they're actually causing out here. And so I think this will actually give him a lot of momentum. I think it will actually bring the party together because we were already, and Biden's approval ratings are dismal. Pelosi's trip to Taiwan has now potentially created a new war. Um, you know, Taiwan is totally isolated out there. And so, you know, for a woman to go over there with her ego and potentially start a war um, when she was told not to and then Biden's doing anything about it, 
Um, you know, I'm sorry, it's not historic when you start a war. Um, she wants to create this historic environment, but it's, it's not historic when you bring people into danger. And think about these Taiwanese people. They're totally isolated. They have nowhere to even go. There's no refugee other than the ocean. <laughs> you know, where are these people going to go? So they're just stuck in a really bad place. Um, on the uh, Turkish front, now uh, Putin's given Erdogan the green light to go against the Kurds. I guess we're going to see a ramp-up of possible Daniel 8. And so that's a problem there. And um, we just had a high uh, number in population of people getting um, jobs, which are actually, um, if you look, break those numbers down, you end up um, with a lot of people getting secondary jobs. But we're watching a massive amount of layoffs, and we're watching a subprime bubble between housing, commercial, and auto starting to fail. I'm still watching to see whether we're going to have a rail strike. That could really apply pressure. And as we move into fall, we have a potential, um, a number of actual major reports coming out in the markets this week um, from inflation uh, to consumer sentiment and different things like that that are going to affect the markets. And I, I see a potential crash happening fairly soon. So, Jim, I want to appreciate, uh, thank you for sharing. That's a lot of download, a lot of great information. So going back to what's happening with uh, Donald Trump, uh, the invasion, the raid on, the, on, on his uh, resort, um, is, do you see this in some way? You mentioned the Nazi fascism type of thing. Uh, do you see this as a preview of what may come to many people, whether it's Bannon, whether it's uh, Roger Stone, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, so many that have been uh, on the other side of the leftist progressive agenda, uh, is this a threat to people um, that have stood with Donald Trump? Is this some kind of warning that's coming to them? And do, uh, my next question is simply this, and I want to ask all of our listeners out there, and I'd love to hear the comments of everybody. Uh, do you believe that Donald Trump is going to run for president in 2024 and win. Now, I know that prophets out there say things or people that call themselves prophets say one thing or the other, but what do you believe? Do you believe that what you're witnessing uh, is a provocative move, that Donald Trump is going to run, he's going to win 2024, and what does that actually mean if he does? Or are you of the idea that this is now moving towards uh, prosecuting him, he's going to go to jail, it's going to disqualify him from running, uh, what is actually happening in all of this? And, and, and from a spiritual perspective, are we witnessing the coming of a one-world government and this kind of control upon everybody that resists that mark of the beast and that control of that governmental power? What are we seeing here? Uh, Jim, some final thoughts before uh, we move on to some other callers. Yeah, there's so much happening. Um, I think one of the things that we should look at is that they're applying pressure to Trump, and I do believe he will run. I think he's probably the one savior in the country that's going to allow us to bring us back to some moral and ethical boundaries within this country. And if we have a good midterm uh, red wave, that will then stop Biden's agenda. One of the things that they're doing, especially in this new bill that they just passed, this massive almost $700, $800 billion package that's a payoff to the green people, and they've applied a lot of money to the IRS. Do you realize that we have 78,000 IRS 
um, agents at this moment, and they're going to add 80,000 more. So what they're doing is now that they want to check your bank account for $600 to make sure you're not doing anything wrong, we're going to apply a bunch of IRS people out here to come after you. And so if they're doing this to Trump and a former president of the United States, now think about it. This is a former U.S. president. This isn't just anybody. So if they're doing this to a former U.S. president, then think about the average guy. He has no structural ability to protect himself out here anymore. If they want to come in and raid you for whatever purposes they want to do that, they'll do it. And they'll give you some excuse, and no, and no one's going to do anything about it. You're just under the guise of whatever they want to do, and it's totalitarian. And there's nothing that we really can do. Even if you bring Trump back, this country is not going to resurface as a great country because we're in the sorrows and birth pains. We're in this potential movement of Daniel 8 into a potential war with Israel. Look what's happened in Gaza here over the ninth of Av. I mean, this is really, we are in biblical time. And I know a lot of people don't want to believe that, but if you go out and you read the book and you look at current events that are happening out here, the next thing that's going to drop is the Kurds. The Kurds are going to get genocided, they're going to join Iran, and they're going to get destroyed by Turkey. And this is going to start an Ezekiel prophecy where they're going to move to Egypt and into Israel. But on the Trump thing, yes, if we get to a point where we can go against a president that's never been done in history, where they break into a safe, they steal stuff out of his home, and then we look at a Hunter Biden or a Clinton that have done massive carnage on everything, and they get away with it. There's a double standard, and we don't have protections out here anymore. We just don't yeah. have Yeah, very well said. So you, you put it in perspective where this is psychological warfare, and the psychological warfare that is being employed against the American people right now, those that are not of the favorable party to the powers that be right now, um, number one, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of fear being projected. Uh, but I get the sense that someone that has, you know, you're walking down the street one day and a gang of uh, thugs comes and assaults you and beats you up and takes your wallet and leaves you on the ground bleeding. Uh, this is going to impact your mental uh, condition. This is going to psychologically affect someone's mind that they have just been assaulted. And so in Nazi Germany, you know, you, you get that understanding that this did happen to pastors. It did happen to people that were political, uh, you know, resistors to the form of government that was to be. And you, you kind of watch this and you think, you know, so many people think this could never happen. And yet it's happening and it's starting at the highest levels. And uh, you brought up that ex- excellent point. So psychological warfare being perpetrated upon the minds of the masses uh, to get everybody to be quiet. The solution, it seems, Brother Jim, would be for the, we, the people of the United States, to rise up. And right now, the FBI, you know, if they've done something egregious, uh, they should be fired. Uh, you know, there should be people that are in positions of power fired uh, <clears throat> or, or whatever. And uh, there should be a movement of the people. But the people are so divided. It's not just like having one dictator over all the people. It's, it's split right down the middle. So how do the people 
rise to contend without a revolutionary war or civil war in our own land. You know, we've allowed this to somewhat happen through the church because the church hasn't gone out and a lot of people don't want to be political, but if you don't vote good people in, and the church has the power to put good people in, but we never really went out in force and made that happen, so we ended up with really bad leaders. Um, I'm waiting for actually, and I know this sounds terrible, I'm waiting for my armband to come in the mail that says I'm a Christian. I have to wear that in public to demonstrate to everybody that I'm a person that's not wanted in society anymore, like they did the Jews. And then I'll get my... Then they'll want to take, make me get the mark someday so that I'm part of their system someday. But I'm waiting for my armband. Um, you know, wow. we're in a really interesting time where um, we should be scared, but yet through faith know that God's always in control here. That's the most important mm-hmm. thing, and we need to be in our faith. And it's amazing that you're trying to bring some cleansing back to our country through your, your ministry, through um, this refuge that you're trying to create down in Arkansas because we don't have that anymore. You know, I'm ta- I'm worried about my child getting drafted. She's 22. You know, yeah. my, I don't want to send my child to war. Um, and I think this is something people need to think about. We have a potential draft coming up here if we get into another war. And so do you want to send your children off to war because these warmongering people within government and and then a Pelosi that has such a massive ego that she's willing to put us in a precarious place to do what? She accomplished nothing. Even the Southern Korean people snubbed her. So, you know, it's a, it's a real problem. Yeah. Well, Jim, I want to thank you. I've got some other calls coming in. As always, you put things in a very beautiful perspective. Uh, thank you for your prayers for our ministry. We appreciate you. People are loving what you're sharing. And uh, we'll oh, talk again real soon. Yeah. My birthday is on October 9th, so. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be in Northwest Arkansas to be celebrating. Say that. <laughs> we'll talk All right, about man. that. Yeah, I we need will. to have you calling sometime when you get a chance, sir. Thank you. Have a great you day, you, sir. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. All right, Brother Jim sharing his heart. What an excellent job. Let's take our next call coming in from area code 916. Again, the question that we're asking is, do you believe Trump will run? Do you believe he will win in 2024? And what are you witnessing? What do your eyes see about what happened last night in that invasion? So let's welcome our caller, area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Uh, Good morning, Pastor Vincent. How are you, sir? I'm very blessed, Brother Mark. How are you doing, sir? Oh, goodness gracious. I'm loving this rain shower that we're having right now. I love the rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder and lightning. We're loving it, too. All right. So what, what, is, what is your take? What do you think we saw um, or are beginning to see what happened last night with this invasion uh, into the president's uh, resort? And uh, what are you witnessing? What are you seeing? What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I do have a, a question, and this is a sincere question because I do not know the answer. Would you happen to know Attorney General of the United States, is that person a Democrat or a Republican currently? Do we know? A Democrat. Well, they claim oh. not to be either or, but they are, their agenda is very far left. Okay. All right. Well, that, that totally lines up with, with you know, 
<laughs> it lines up with their behavior towards no Donald surprise. Trump. So the reason I asked the question is because I did a very quick study on the uh, FBI, the Federal Bureau of investigation and it turns out that the FBI answers to the Attorney General of the United States of America so here we have the FBI answering to someone who is a Democrat a leftist I expect we have a huge classic case here of pointing the finger where we have the principal finger pointing at a person in this case Donald Trump former President of the United States, and then we have those other three fingers pointing backward, <laughs> and that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But l let me just discuss a little bit of rhetoric here. I'm, I'm going to look at something on my phone. I'm going to need to put you on speakerphone. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear me loud and clear. Give me just a okay. second, Pastor. Sure. Yeah. So it's Merrick Garland, obviously, that is our or this country's. Um, Attorney General, and yes, he gave that power to the FBI. So uh, staying with that narrative, uh, and while Mark is getting himself ready here, uh, Jody Keene writes in, Israel passed a law two weeks ago. If you spend more than $1,700 as a business owner and over $4,000 for private consumers, you must report the extra amount to the bank for a digital account. No cash allowed to be used, first in Israel, then Europe than America. It's coming fast. All right, Brother Mark, go ahead, sir. Okay. Can you hear me okay right now? Yeah, I hear you really good. Okay, that's good. So I'm looking at my phone here. I'm looking at Wikipedia on the internet as we're speaking. And I'm just going to read a couple things here. It says here, the mission of the FBI is protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States. All right, moving on. The priorities of the FBI. Currently, the FBI's top priorities are protect the United States from terrorist attacks, the United States against foreign intelligence operations, espionage, and cyber operations, combat significant cyber criminal activity, combat public corruption at all levels, protect civil rights, combat combat transnational criminal enterprises, combat major white-collar crime, and lastly, combat significant violent crime. Okay, Mark, we've got about 90 is, seconds here. Yeah, go ahead. Very good. My question is, where does Donald Trump present any of those threats that were just listed on uh, as supposedly as the uh, priorities of the operations of the FBI? Where, where does Donald Trump match up with any of those descriptions? Yeah, well, what the so, left is trying to say, yeah, you're, you're making an excellent point. What the left is trying to say is that he led an insurrection, uh, which means he was a domestic terrorist, leading all the other domestic terrorists who oppose the left's agenda. That's kind of where yes. it's going. Your final words, please. Well, the other, the, just the last thing I want to say, and it's hard to say in 25 words or less, that is, it's so important. I just have real empathy and real sorrow for those in the United States of America who do not see current events through the biblical lens. People must be walking around asking themselves, what the heck is going on and where are we headed? 
Yeah. And, you know, if they're walking around in that huge mystery, then woe be unto them. The only way to understand what's going on these days in the world is to look at it through the lens of Scripture. Because the lens, mm. the, it is Scripture and Scripture alone which unlocks the mystery of current events. Amen. I, I wish that we had more time, but basically that's what I wanted to say. Well, you brought in some excellent information. I appreciate it and value it. Thank you very much. I know our listeners do as well. We're all, we're off the air right now on uh, Blog Talk Radio, so we're going to wrap everything up right now. Uh, we'll be heading in, uh, let's see, an hour and 30 minutes. We will be on the air at Kerm.net. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you'll share the information uh, as far as you can, because I think there's a rally point for the body of Christ during the Feast of Tabernacles as a strategic gathering uh, for the saints of God to really become aware of what's going on all around us. Now, fast Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. It is accelerating exponentially, and we do believe we're going to see some very difficult times. Uh, even those four Muslim men that were shot and killed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, seems to be a serial killer shooting Muslims. What kind of retaliation will there be? There's, it, it's just getting to that point. Got to go. We'll see you soon. This is Pastor Vince. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I would get in a lot of trouble. If you need prayer for absolutely anything right now, uh, there is a number for you to call. If you're saying, you know what, I just I need the prayer. This is way too much stuff for me. Uh, 479-233-3774. Call that number. Text that number. Um, maybe there's just some residual things that you got to get dealt with, you want to deal with, uh, call that number 479-233-3774. There'll be a friendly voice on the other side to take your call and pray with you about anything. So make sure you do that uh, if you can. Also want to thank everybody for giving to the broadcast. Um, This is uh, how we are supported. It's a listener-supported broadcast, and it's just you giving gifts to the ministry to help us Pay our bills every month, and thank you for doing it. If you would like to give today, uh, the, the, the way to do that is you can go to a number of different ways uh, online. You can go to New Wine Ministry or nwmglobal.org. You can also go to omegaradio.org. You can mail in a gift uh, to P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. One of the best ways to give that I've seen is just on your telephone. You could text 41088-OMEGA, type in the word GIVE, and it'll bring you through all the prompts. Either way, there's lots of ways to give into this work. May God bless your giving. Thank you for doing it. Deeply appreciated. The Lord bless you, keep you, make a space to shine upon. We'll see you very soon. I'm not so sure we'll be on the air tomorrow, but uh, we'll try to keep an alert going for all who are interested, okay? Uh, hopefully, we'll see some of you at 1130, about an hour and a half from now, on Kerm.net. God bless. Bye-bye.